Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. My name is, is Ricky and I'm joined by a good friend and fellow co-host, Clive. How are you, Clive? Bonsoir à toi, Ricky. C'est amusant d'être assis ici dans le siège passager de ce vehicle social suplex, conduisant à toute vitesse sur la route de WrestleMania. <laughs> and that was for... Twitter follower Kath. Um, you might want to repeat that in English to our non-French speaking listeners. Good evening to you, Ricky. It's nice and relaxing here in the passenger seat of this social suplex vehicle as we travel on, on the road to WrestleMania. Ricky hosting again by back by popular demand. Yep. And a message to Kath as well since we promised her, so I would just like to say J'espère que vous allez bien, which means I hope you're well. That was a beautiful accent. Thanks, I thought I'd try and add a little bit of a twang there to, to the final words. Um, before we get started, I may as well do one or two little plugs. Uh, folks, head over to powerslam.tv where you can get up to over 4,000 hours of content of independent wrestling from across the globe. Just type in the promo code Social Suplex and you'll get over 4,000 hours of free content. Um, yeah, so unfortunately we weren't with you last week. Um, we actually did record. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there was one or two technical issues uh, once we got done recording, so we weren't able to release anything. Um, Apologies, or maybe you know, you just wanted a little break from us, but I don't see why you would want a break from your good friends Ricky and Clive. But we're back here, we're going to do our NXT and WrestleMania preview. I will shoulder the blame for the technical snafu last week. I have no clue what happened, I know when it happened, where I lost the audio, but it just disappeared, and I was up till the wee hours of Thursday morning fretting panicking and sweating not necessarily in that order so I do apologise maybe some people wanted a break but at the end of the day we do have some uh, a loyal listenership and if you were sad that you didn't get some Ricky and Clive this week you've got it this week whether you like it or not um, 
you know, so be it. Um, yeah, shit happens. Um, not like it was intentional, so there's no blame here or anything as such. You do, you know, it's a it's a long job uploading and editing, etc. So, you know, you're not going to hear any get any grief from me. Best joke of the whole podcast as well last week, and nobody will ever hear it. Well, let's keep it that way. Okay. Um. So yeah, shall we just shall we just get started then? Um. We'll start off with a little bit of a NXT preview. So first, first on the card, oh, well, not so much first on the card. First on our card here, we've got Matt Riddle versus the Velveteen Dream. What are your thoughts? Um. First of all, we did go into detail a lot of this match, this card last week, so it will just be a, a diet version of a preview for NXT TakeOver. So with this one, it's a bit hard to call. I feel as if Velveteen Dream hasn't really done much with the title, but Matt Riddle's come along, he's got that undefeated streak, he's a popular. I thoroughly enjoyed his Fatal 5-way match that he had a couple of weeks ago. I hold my hands up. Um with the match, I think I'm just going to go for Matt Riddle. Momentum seems to be on his side just now, and I know that Dream is untested right now, but what can you do? So can I can I quickly pause you for a moment? Uh-huh. Um, because <laughs> look at your phone. I know, I'm looking just now. <laughs> so I've answered, um, so I'm going to put my headphones out so you can at least hear. We've got Josh on the line. Josh seems to be driving on to New York, I believe, at the moment. And it's reconnecting, lost connecting. Want me to try and answer? There he is. We can hear you. You've actually you've actually joined us on the Rick and Clive podcast at the moment, Josh. Are you doing the podcast? Right now. Yep. Am I on the podcast? You're on the podcast. Well, oh, you guys go. My bad. Uh, no. <laughs> Joshua, do you want to plug Suplex Mania while you're here? Alright, take care. Oh well. <laughs> that was funny. That was actually quite good. It was quite good. Um, we'll, we'll plug Suplex Mania later. Give it the full the full shebang. Well, that was I was actually in the middle middle of texting you back there saying, "Don't worry about it. I've got a segue for it already." Oh, nice. So, yeah, sorry, um, who was your pick again? Matthew Riddle. I would I would agree. Um, I'm going to go with Riddle as well. Uh, I think it's more so, beca- not because Dream getting called up or anything, not because anything to do with Dream. I just, I just don't see, see Riddle losing uh, at this moment in time. You know, he's only been up for, what, less than six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't see him losing at this moment in time. See, I'm going to go Matt Riddle as well. Uh, like I say, I told you a while back that Matt Riddle just looked around the road and eventually grow on you, and and it's happened, and I'm expecting a pretty good match on Sunday. His wrestling's um, grown... Well, not that his wrestling's grown on me. His performances in the ring have grown on me, just not the character as yet. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, like I, say, I think the character itself is something you may never get on board with. Probably not. So, but I feel like the actual wrestling part of it, you know, 
you'll always like and I think that you'll kind of push aside your issues with the character because you'll enjoy the wrestling so much. I hope so. I definitely enjoyed the wrestling in the Fatal Five way a couple of weeks ago. No, it was a really good match. Um, and like I said, uh, I said last week on the podcast, I actually wasn't up to date with NXT. I'm, I'm up to date now. Uh, we'll get the final. We'll get the final show. Um, well, we'll watch it tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting a real good match, just like every other match I'm expecting on the card. Um, so I've got nothing else to add add to that. Okay. To that match. Okay. Um, so moving on, I'm I'm going to leave a specific match to the end, just because I feel like that's the match we're both probably most looking forward to. So I'm going to move on with. Uh, so again, it's Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Bianca Belair in a fatal four way for the NXT Women's Championship. I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. Okay. Um, I picked her at the Royal Rumble. Um, and any woman can make Shayna Baszler bleed the hard way, you know, um, gets my thumbs up. Um, I felt we could have put the title on at the Rumble, um, but we never did. And I think I think we're going to see Shayna on the main roster shortly. Maybe they might do a, if she loses the title here, she, they might do a rematch or something, so we might see her on the build up to SummerSlam, but I definitely think in the next few months we're going to see Shayna come up. Um, and like I said, I'm, you know, Shirai and Kyrie saying, I'm, yeah, I'm not like the biggest fans, if, you know, truth be told. Um, so yeah, I'm leaning towards Bianca Belair here. As am I. I'm- I'm not sure if it was the, the correct call to put the title on Belair at Royal Rumble weekend. I can understand why it didn't happen, all with with all that outside interference from Shayna Baszler's goons. But with this being a fatal four-way, shenanigans will no doubt ensue. There's plenty of room for the people who are going to interfere to be distracted in this, with Shirai and Kairi Sane in the mix as well. The build to the match has been lackluster for me. It's possibly because Shayna Baszler's goons, I think they've devalued her her, as a credible, strong force. I think they tried to reinstate that with Baszler choking everyone out a few weeks ago. And her match with Mia Yim a a few more weeks ago was excellent. That reaffirmed my belief that Baszler is one of the best women in the whole of WWE at the moment. Mia Yim did very well for herself as well. But this match, it's the one I'm looking forward to the least... Shirai and Kairi Sane, they're alright they don't do much for me, I blow hot and cold with Kairi Sane uh, I have noticed though that Io Shirai seems to have picked up English unless she already spoke it she's picked it up a lot quicker than both Sane and Asuka if we're going through the whole Japanese woman coming over thing um, because she did an interview on NXT a couple of weeks ago and she was just rattling through the, the vernacular so maybe We'll probably. This is obviously looking a lot further down the line, but if she's got some good English, Big Vinnie Mac might see a future with Io Shirai. That's a long way down the line, though. Um, I think it's a bit too early to give her the title. Kyrie Sane's already had a turn. Shayna Baszler would hopefully be coming up. That would be good to see. I think it's time for Bianca Belair to win. That would be excellent. Yeah, like I said, I agree. So we both went two for two here. Um, moving on 
we'll go to the NXT Tag Team titles. We have got the War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. It's just a it's like a throwaway kind of match feud, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. There's no there's not been any build because, like we say, the entire build has really been revolved around the Dusty Classic. Um, but yeah, so like I said, it's going to be kind of a one and done. Uh, I'm expecting War Raiders to retain in a pretty good match. Um, so that's why I'm not too concerned that it hasn't been a proper build because I expect the match to be pretty fun. Um, see, I don't know, like I said, there's not been a story, there is no real story to it. Um, but that's just purely because of a Dusty Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad in a sense that because of the Dusty Classic, they've actually gone with. Um, a team that isn't isn't like um what I'm trying to think of the actual word um a legitimate team because I feel like if it was someone like um DIY I don't know if they were never going to win it but or whether it was going to be a British Strong Style or Undisputed Era like I felt like it would have been a kind of waste because there's only been like a one week build to the match so in this sense, I'm just happy we're going to get a good match, but it's not going to mean th- mean anything in terms of a tag team landscape. Uh-huh. Aye, same here. It's, it's In terms of the whole canon of NXT, it's a bit of a throwaway match. I can't see anything but a World Raiders victory here. Black O'Shea are all but called up to the main roster permanently. They're all over the place. I will touch on Black and Ricochet later on for the recently announced Smackdown Tag Team Titles match but I'll keep it short here and I'll go for a War Raiders victory and then we'll probably see what happens going forward with the rest of the NXT Tag Team division but uh, it will still be an excellent match Black and Ricochet have been bizarrely an excellent combination these last couple of months I've enjoyed the majority of their matches War Raiders can bring it, we know that so it should be one of those sleeper hits I would say Mm Mhm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, should just be a, a good, fun match. Um, so moving on now, we'll go to. You know, I, I'm really looking forward to all five matches. If I'm honest, and the fact that someone like um, Roddy and Kyle O'Reilly are not on the pay per view shows you, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty strong lineup. It's not hurting um, as a result. No, no, not at all. Um, so we're going to go two out of three falls. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Now, I can't remember what I picked last week, but I'm going to go Adam Cole. Baby. Yes, and I kept calling him Adam Rose last week, but yeah. Oh, Adam that's Cole. right. Um, <laughs> going, Adam Cole, I, th- I think it will go three falls. Um, I think maybe we might get a bit of interference t- for, the third, for, for the third and final fall to help Adam Cole win the title. And then I'm going to say what I said last week. I exp- I'm going to go a bit left field, but I'm going to say eventually down the road, the rest of the guys in Undisputed Era turned on Adam Cole. That's a. Has it often. Do you usually see one person betray the rest of a faction? Because it feels like that is the case. So I can't remember off the top of my head the rest of a faction turning on one person. The most famous one I can think of is Evolution. But has there been any more that you can think of? It turns on just a one. Uh-huh. 
Well, Hogan, maybe, because of the what took place after the uh, match with The Rock. Oh, the NWO thing. Oh, aye. Yeah. And then you had um, Randy Orton with like, Evolution. Yeah, that's, that's the one I'd said. Um, Sorry. Um, no, I'm just trying to think if there's more, but... So it would be a bit... It would be kind of almost unprecedented suppose, if they did something you, like that. We could, sorry, we could probably say Nexus, but they were, like, turning on everyone at some point left and centre. Aye, that was a bit of a, a stramash, for want yeah. of a better word. But I like your booking there. Um, my pick for this one is also Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano, to me, is a habitual loser. No matter what he says, he's lost more takeovers than he's had hot dinners. He might be Mr. Takeover, Johnny Takeover, but... His win-loss record is horrendous, so I can't see anything but an Adam Cole victory here. The match itself, two out of three falls, that's the the signature NXT match. Uh, And I've said this many times, Undisputed Era in their many forms were the common denominator in a lot of NXT TakeOver and TV's best matches last year. It might not be flashy, it might not be super-duper work-rate guy, but Adam Cole he can make a match look special we saw that last year with the likes of Alistair Black Ricochet Pete Dunne so because of that and Johnny Gargano is a bit flashier I think we're going to be looking at a, a excellent excellent match here regardless of the outcome oh definitely definitely um, and I'd like to see Adam Cole with, with the title to be honest uh-huh. Um Partly because, you know, if you ever were going to do Gargano Champa again, you know, like, you can put the title on Gargano at a later date if you wanted. I don't really need to, for the, don't want to see him holding it that long. Yeah, that could be a long way down the line. Exactly, and that's why I'm saying, you know, just, I'd like to see Adam Cole, even if it's just for a couple of months. It doesn't need to be a long period. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we both went Adam Cole. I think we're both picked going to pick the same five winners here probably so we'll move on to without watch what is probably it could well be my favourite match of the weekend oh my word it's certainly I think it's in the top three I know that much Pete Dunne versus Walter Um, one big gripe with it that it's on an NXT takeover and yeah. I know last week we were talking about saying that well maybe the takeover in UK was just a one off event I would have loved to have seen this at a takeover in in, in, in the UK there still could um, be a re- rematch yeah but I mean how often a rematch do, do the rematch build up in terms of the hype compared to the initial match that's true um, but you, you could add Mr um Mr. Wrestling himself, Joe Coffey, into the mix oh, yeah. and make it a triple threat. Most definitely, he I could. Would, I would pay some hard-earned dosh for that. The goat. The goat himself. Um, but on the other hand, it's more exposure for them, but more importantly, more exposure for the NXT UK brand. Correct. So, you know, it is what it is at the moment. Um, I'm going to go Walter. Changing of the guard. real... Hard, hard hitting affair, I think. Uh-huh. This, hmm, I'm really looking forward to this match, without a doubt. And I think 
I think this may lead to um, Pete Dunne heading over to America full time on NXT. Interesting. So early into NXT UK. The reason I say that is I felt that initially in the launch of NXT UK, <clears throat> I would have liked to have seen Pete Dunne there for about a year. Just to help it grow in its infancy stage and establish it. But you've got a big name in Walter. So I think NXT UK could afford the loss of Pete Dunne at this moment in time. Purely because they have Walter there. Right. Um, and then you, know, you could move Pete Dunne over to NXT for the where I think that was always going to be the plan. Anyway, it's probably just coming a little bit sooner than I expected. But like I said, I never expected Walter to be in NXT UK though. Right. Okay. I can. I'd, I mean, either way, it's going to be on the network, and I'm going to watch it. So it doesn't. It doesn't affect me that much. And the fact that this match is on the Florida Takeover, not a Florida Takeover. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Florida Show. It doesn't affect me personally because realistically. The only time I would come to a, go to a takeover if it's a, if it's um, in Scotland and they're going to the tapings there later on this month, which we shall be in attendance for also. So for that from that point of view, I'm not that fussed. Um, should as you say, it will be an excellent match. The build for a lot of the takeover matches have hasn't been amazing, but at the same time, a lot of mouthwatering options here to sink your teeth into. I think as well that Walter will win. Pete Dunne has faced exponentially larger wrestlers as his reign has went on. He's defended against more threatening competitors as times went on. We saw how closely contested that Joe Coffey match was. And I think Walter's just the the obstacle that he won't be able to overcome. He's just too big. He's too much of a monster. It took me a while to warm to him, but I have seen, I've, I've seen enough of him now to get behind Walter. Volta, um, his chops, he's got a, his power bomb is excellent. It looks like such a messy power bomb, but it's delivered with such impact. You can't, you can't wince when you watch it. So, it will be very hotly contested, and I think Walter will be the one to win in the end. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So we've gone five out of five there for both of us. So this I is think the... I think it's five kind of safe picks. Not so much safe, but I think. The only one I have doubts about really is is the women's match. Aye, because it's the four four race mm-hmm. four wrestlers. I do, I do feel they are going to go with Adam Cole. Um, I don't know. It's I mean, obviously that's my pick, but they like curveballs now and again. That's true. It's a swear um, throw. Yep, so shall, shall we move on? We shall. Oh, Wrestlemania. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so before we get to, get to Wrestlemania, just want to put it out there, folks. Um, if you're in the New York area, or the Jersey area, or you're going to be anywhere near Wrestlemania, um, if you don't have tickets or anything... You can go to an event that Social Suplex are holding, and it's called Suplex Mania. Um, it will be on 155 West 33rd Street in New York. Uh, 
in the original Hooters, where a number of people on the network, um, Jeremy and Josh of Keeping It Strong Style, James A. Security, Rich will be there. I believe James will also be there. <laughs> Just laughing at the J&J security. Um, so several of them guys are going to be there. And what's going to be going on is there's going to be like a, a live podcast uh, slash WrestleMania th- uh, 35 watch party. We implore you to go. Um, let's say if you don't have tickets or if even if, if you might not be there, but if you know someone is going to be there, um, please reach out to them and, and let them know that the, the guys, you can go to watch WrestleMania with the guys. We've got a good bunch of guys on the network, um, all really funny guys, good guys, So and they will be good company. Um, so if you're not able to go, I believe, is it going to be, they're going to stream it live, I think? In the Hooters, I think so. So if you're not able to go there with them, you'll be able to watch it, uh, watch the live stream with them um, as they are watching WrestleMania. So yeah, like we say, folks, um, if you're in the area, please get down to original Hooters um, and enjoy Wrestlemania with the guys please do pass it pass <sighs> it on tell your friends and tell your mums yeah tell everyone um, like I say they really are a good bunch of guys um, so let's get into this very long card right I just want to count them so there's one that we've added in that is a possibility so let's can let's pretend that that is a match right Mm-hmm. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, no, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eight. That can't be right. It can't be eighteen matches, surely. That's ridiculous. Well, how many matches were last year? Was it not like fifteen or so? Fifteen, sixteen, maybe. Oh. I hope you've, you're burning the midnight oil, Ricky. I'm staying up to watch it. I mean, tonight. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But also, in, in reference to Sunday, I'll be staying up. Uh huh. So you've decided. Work the next day. Um, so we'll probably finish at about five o'clock in the morning, our time, at the earliest. I need to be in work for eight o'clock. <laughs> You're going to have a serious case of the, the butthole eyes on Monday morning. I'm going to have to find a, a quiet spot somewhere in the building and just try and go for a quick 20-minute power nap. I know where um, that place is. Sorry? I know where that place is that you go. I was actually there. True story. True story. <laughs> no, I won't say it. I won't say it. I'll tell you off air, right? Okay. Oh, screw it. I was actually there today. I only got like three hours sleep last night uh, and I was there again today. I was only gone for about 10 minutes max and I think my phone was ringing and my boss texted me saying, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Bleep has called you a couple of times looking for you. So yeah, that oh went down today work. That didn't go down, did that go down well? Oh, I just kind of goes, oh, I was on the phone. And the... Uh... Disabled toilets area? No, that's not where I go. It's near it. There's a wee room next to it that no one goes into. For some um, mindfulness? Just for... Just to rest my weary eyes. Right, anyway, now that I've just put that out there, and I'll be getting sacked tomorrow, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
let's move on, shall we? So, so you said how many was Max? You said there was eighteen. I think so, and that is including one that we don't know if it's confirmed or not. So, if you want, do you want to start with that one? Get it out I of the way. So, I'm going to guess and say there's going to be four matches on the pre-show. Okay. So yeah, we'll start off with which I don't think as of right now, as of recording, has been confirmed, but we're going to go with it. It's The Revival versus Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. This is based off a, a dot-com video where yeah. um, Hawkins and Ryder's draw were talking to Revival backstage and challenging them to a match at Mania, and Dash and Dawson said, we'll see about that. So I don't know, it could be a throwaway thing. It was on dot-com. Uh, well, let's just say they do go with it because I think they have to because the Raw tag titles have to surely be on the show. Um, every other title is. Main event. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go revival to retain. Yes, good lad. No, I don't have too much to add to it if I'm honest. So I'm just going to say revival to retain. Revival back to their best on Monday night, bending the rules as much as possible without actually breaking them in order to retain the tag champs uh, tag titles against an informed Ricochet and Alistair Black. Reminded me of their NXT days. It was great to see they're on the momentum. They're going to pick up more wins than Goldberg and Asuka combined over the next couple of years. So that means Revival will win. Yep. <laughs> um, moving on to your baby. All right. Okay. Let me scroll down. I'm taking notes for our predictions pan, our predictions table league, which the score is currently Ricky with 32, and Clive with 26. This could all change uh, with the battle royals, where there will be 10 points up for grabs. I do what I do. I do what I do, folks. You do what you do. So here we go. Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nice. Thoughts? Loads of thoughts, but. We've got a long card here. Um, if you would like to know more thoughts on my one of my sleeper favourite matches of the weekend, head over to lordsofpain.net and socialsuplex.com for the weekly 205 Live review. Nice I go- plug. What's that? Nice plug. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, you could say it was electric. I won't. Tony Nice for the win. The momentum is on his side. It's been a good wee story they've told. Uh, Tony needs for the win. <laughs> I agree, but I think for me it's more so where does Buddy Murphy go then if he retains? You know, he's, he's pretty much mowed through Everything. the vast majority of the division. Or certainly the credible threats at this moment in time. So where would he then go? So yeah, I'm going to go Tony Nice. And I actually wouldn't mind seeing Buddy Murphy going over to Raw Smackdown then after this. Aye, same here. Uh, Alexander went through all the most prominent talent and then he ended up going on a losing streak for quite a while, so I'm sure they can think of something. They might run a rematch, a couple of 205 lives down the line or something like that, but Buddy Murphy on either Raw Smackdown or NXT or NXT UK, just give me more Buddy Murphy matches, please. So we'll go Buddy Murphy. Um, let's move on. And Tony Nice. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, both in Tony Nice. Moving on, and it's the Women's Battle Royal, which, as you say, is worth 10 points. Um, I said it last year, I'm going to say it again. 
outside of people like myself who enjoy Battle Royale slash Royal Rumbles, you need to give people some sort of incentive or some sort of... You need to dangle a little carrot for people to want to be invested in this match and for it to be taken seriously. I said last year the winner should get a title a title match. Whether that's a male, one of the males get an IC or US, hell, I'd even just say, screw it. Let's just give the winner of the males, the men's Andre the Giant Battle Royal, a title shot at either the WWE title or the Universal title, and the same now goes for the women. Like I said, if you want people invested in it, you need to have some sort of serious um, prize for the winner. Yep. Some sort of incentive, other than the fact that, yeah, I win this meaningless match. So, but for the, for the women's Andre the Giant, sorry, women's Andre the Giant, the women's Battle Royale, I'm going to go Naomi. Okay. And like I say, just, I know it's probably too late now unless maybe announce on a pre-show or something or between now and Sunday. You need to, you need to give them something, you need to give the winner something. Something noteworthy other than just raising their hands because ultimately a couple of weeks down the line it means absolutely nothing. Even if you give us, if they get a title shot and it's just a little throwaway match at the next pay-per-view, so be it. It's, it's something different. So, even though Naomi won it last year, you still want to pick her? Sorry yeah. to throw that seed of doubt at you there. No, I'm, I think I will just go with Naomi. Okay. Um, this was a lottery. I had no clue what to go for, but I thought there's been a lot of focus on Mandy Rose recently. Mm. Um, and there's been a bit of loggerheads between her and Sonia Deville so I think that it will come down to those two ladies and Sonia Deville will be the one to in a sort of slow, a sort of mild baby face turn she'll beat Mandy Rose and she will be the winner of the Women's Battle Royal Damn, I should have picked Sonia there's, Why is that? Because of the points? No, it makes sense well, this, it's not too late. Nah. In fact, you know what? To make it interesting, change mine to Mandy Rose. <laughs> Oops. Oops, again. Right, Mandy Rose. Do you think she's related to Adam? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your input. So, moving on now, we have the men's Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And your pick? To be honest, I can't really see past Braun Strowman, not because of how size, how large he is, just because of how he's been booked. They always seem to tease him having a main event push and then they sort of give him a, what's that word, um, consolation prize. So I think this will be the consolation prize, a wee Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. However, if EC3 wins it, you heard it here, I told you so. But I'm going with Braun Strowman. <laughs> um, remember, <clears throat> it was a couple of years ago when I picked Rusev to win Money in the Bank when he was never actually in the match. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I... Did you not also pick him for the women's money in the bank as well? Ah, oh, I did. I did. <laughs> so much for a Rusev mark I am. Oh no. Bray Wyatt to win it. 
Although I actually think Bray will probably return on a Monday or Tuesday, but I'm just screw it. Bray Wyatt to win it. Okay. That's fair enough. Kind of full, stu- full circle there with Matt Hardy winning it last year. Mm. And you've been desperate for Bray Wyatt to come back for quite some time, so that's fine. I love me some Bray. You do. And I enjoyed your fantasy booking of his return a couple of weeks ago. That was excellent. Thanks. You're welcome, pal. So, the Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Demon Finn Balor. I don't have much to say on the fact that Finn's winning. I have less to say. Right, okay. Finn. How can you have less to say? I can't tell you because that means I would have more to say. <laughs> uh, and your and your pick is Finn. They may as well have made this a best of seven series or something because they have wrestled an inordinate amount of time. And, and, and even if it did make a best of seven, it would not be anything like Cesaro and Sheamus' best of seven. See, aye, that was excellent. That shit was excellent. I might watch that back. That mm. was fantastic because Sheamus is fantastic. Mm. Uh, Bring back League of Nations. Oh yes, please. Two point oh, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to put on my entitled fan hat. Now, was there ever a less demanding need? Was there ever less of a need than now to bring back the demon character against Bobby Lashley? I guess it's it's a dramatic thing, and it's a WrestleMania. Blah blah. Nah, you know that's all I can think of, but. The stakes need to be higher yeah. than um, Bobby no, Lashley. No, but I didn't bring it back for Brock Lesnar, but I brought it back for Bobby Lashley. Ooh. I know. And I get, I get Lashley's legit. Of course, but we're talking about KFA wise here. He's not in comparison to Brock. Aye. You know, so. Well, we ended up having a lot to say about this one then. Yeah, <laughs> I did. But let's move on quickly. Both went in. So we've got the Women's Tag Team Championship. Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia, Nia Jax and Tamina, and the Iconics. I'm torn. I know. See, I had picked the Sasha Banks and Bailey. But I'm now leaning towards Iconics. See, I think. Without giving too much away, I think there's going to be a lot of important babyface victories on Sunday night. But they have to level it out. They have to balance the scales a wee bit. So there needs to be a few heel victories over the course of the night. So because of that, I'm going to go for Nia Jax and Tamina. Mm. Because you need some hashtag heat. Yep. I would love to. I'm, love- I'm, I'm going to stay with Sasha and Bailey. Okay. But I do think the Iconics are cute as hell. I would mark out like a silly bugger if the Iconics won. I think that would be excellent. Uh, I can't see it happening. I'd, I would love to see it though. They would mm. they would run with that. So, but Nia Jackson to Mina Snuka. Interesting. In fact, I don't, I don't know. There's not really a, bl- a brand split anymore, so it doesn't matter about Raw or SmackDown. So you're going with the Boss and Hug. Yep. Botch and Hug. So uh, that's that. So moving on, the WWE United States Championship. Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Now, 
I, I'll go for Samoa Joe, right? But this match is up in the air now, is it not? With the ankle injury. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, let me let me quickly Google it right now. See if um. I don't know what the source of this news is. I'll go on Twitter. Well, I'm. Didn't someone in one of our groups say it was WWE put something out? Did they? It could have been like a. It could have been a work. Who knows? Um. Injury update. Rey Mysterio suffered a match. Come on, Jagger. This is but. Rey Mysterio suffered an ankle injury during his match against Baron Corbin. That was on WWE on Twitter. Again. So, I don't know. Is that kayfabe or is it not? Uh, let's just let's just assume he's going to put a lot of ice on it. Some rice, rest, ice, um, compression and elevation for the people who enjoy some exercise. Yeah, so let's just say it's <laughs> going to be Joe and Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Joe, but if it's not Joe, if it's not Joe and Rey, I think we'll probably go Joe versus um, Mustafa Ali. All right, okay. But I'm still going to go some more Joe, regardless of who he's facing. Um, whoever it will be, it's going to be a good match. Uh-huh. A real good match. As, um, as much as... Joe has felt underappreciated by management. Well, I don't. I don't know. He's just not won a lot of big matches when they count. Having said that, I still think it should have been someone else who won the US title, maybe Andrade or Rey Mysterio, so that we could have had a a, a super duper blow off match between Mysterio and Andrade at CN Almas at WrestleMania. Title on the line doesn't. You don't need to do the mask match at all. Just titles with. Canadian destroyers all over the shop um, so it's a shame that I feel that way because I know that Samoa Joe can bring it just it's a match that, okay it's happening and we don't even know if it will happen yeah, I'm not entirely even sure how, anyway, how I feel about the masks kind of match because sometimes it's almost too obvious depending on who's in the match who's going to win it mm-hmm. um, yeah so like I said, I'm going Joe I'm going Joe regardless of who he faces. Um, moving on. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Did you catch? I am really excited about this match. The the lovely promo battle last night. Yes. That was funny. I have to admit. Did you also see where Kevin Owens was introducing Randy Orton? And he had his he had his little cue cards. So he, so he has his two cue, two cue cards, so he goes, you can see what I'm doing, so he goes, the Viper then pulls one cue card away. Oh, I didn't, I didn't And then the other that. one, it says Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't noticed that, actually. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, um, oh I'm going to go AJ Styles. Yeah, I think this has to be one of those, put the, not necessarily younger, but, the fresher face over. And like I said, this is also one of the one of the matches I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I think this has got the potential to be one of the better matches of the weekend. Certainly of WrestleMania. I think sometimes when I say weekend, we can just kind of we feel like it's going to be difficult at times to match the quality of NXT takeover. Uh-huh. Um, purely because I think time comes into it as well. Um, but certainly on WrestleMania card, this is. This could be one of the top two or three matches of the night. I really yeah. think I'm really expecting Randy Orton to bring it. 
Um, we know what AJ Styles can do, so yeah, I'm going to AJ in a, in a in a really good match. Yeah, as you say, we do know what AJ Styles can do. Randy Orton, there's always this. I don't even know if it might be a myth now because this this whole is it, is Orton going to be motivated? I think he's been motivated for the last few months. Truth truth be told, and. See when it comes to WrestleMania matches for Orton. See when the pressure's off. There's not a title on the line. It's a bit further back down the card. He excels. He has better matches, I would say. Um, thinking about the likes of Seth Rollins, Undertaker. I know that was a something big was on the line, but it wasn't titles, title stuff. It was just not as huge a deal as a big world title match. If that makes any sense at all, it made sense no, in my head before I said it. Um, so because of that and Orton has been motivated in my opinion over the last few months AJ has brought it to this Wrestlemania so far a lot of people weren't happy with the Nakamura match last year but it, it was still decent, it was still above average so it should be an excellent match, the promos have been excellent with AJ talking about Orton's drug, drug suspensions and all that stuff I quite enjoyed that and Orton calling AJ the new corporate bitch. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I said, you all, you kind of get the impression that Orton thrives coming up against someone like AJ because of his background and his history, and he just gets to kind of take shots at the indie scene and, you know, just that kind of um, genre of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm going AJ to get the win. Ah. Uh, Moving on to another match that, again, like I say is in one of our group chats on WhatsApp, um, there's probably only about seven or eight matches I'm looking forward to, but I don't actually think that's the case. Um, so we'll move on to this one. The, the Miz... Do you think there's more to look forward to? I think so. The Miz versus Shane McMahon. And this is one of the ones I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to in a sense because I've, I'm invested in Miz as a babyface. Um, interested to see what it's like and is this is um, is this no hold bar or is this false count anywhere this is the false count anywhere one so you know, you're going to get a couple of real big spots and I get you know Shane McMahon's going to do something crazy and it's kind of a norm so be it you know just so be it we'll see let's see what he does this time and you're going to see some chair shots some maybe table bumps maybe get into the crowd hopefully it spills into backstage kind of like what happened at Smackdown what did you make of that stuff on Smackdown? When, from last night or the week before? Uh, this week with uh, Sanity. Three strong, just capitulate. Yeah, I mean, you could say three Yeah, three strong, but... A bit like, heavy-handed. Kayfabe-wise, they're not a threat and never have been posed as a threat, so... Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, like I said, the only reason I'm investing in this because, like I said, you probably are going to get one or two crazy spots. And interesting to see Miz... Um, continue this babyface run. I hope it's better than his babyface run at the start of the 2010s. I think it will be better because he's better. He, uh-huh. he is a better performer. He's better on the mic. He is better in the ring. Um, he now has the adulation of the internet wrestling community, whereas before he most certainly did not. And and we can say what you want, right? But that's that's still a big thing to get that. Uh, oh, because now people actually want you to succeed and people are, are, are not 
willingly get out of the way to kind of to hurt you or like um, to to rebel against you. There are a lot of people out there who stand hard for the Miz. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them. I know Kyle's a big fan of him as well. Yep. I became a fan. It took me a long time. A long, long, long time. But the Talking Smack segment speaks for itself. It was around the time with the Dean Ambrose feud where they had a a non non disqualification like a disqualification heavy rules match at the Extreme Rules pay per view. I thought that was yep. a fantastic match, very very cleverly told match that one. And since then, I've just I have really enjoyed his work. Mm-hmm. So I am a fan now. I'm just not a fan of this. Well, ah, broken record time again for the Miz's dad to only come out now after winning the the great like the tag team titles after the career he's had getting TV shows on his own marrying a beautiful woman getting a children already two and another one's on the way all the accolades he's received he's in films and now after winning a tag team title with a dinosaur his dad finally says he loves him that and now this is these are the daddy issues that the Miz has I just I've never, I've never bought into this story from the, the get-go, so I've not really been invested in it. I know That's I keep saying point. this, but it's just, it's bizarre. The Shane heel turn I can understand, but the Miz's face turn, the reasons for it, baffle me. Absolutely baffle me. Oh, that's fine. Totally understandable. But I'm going with a Miz win. Yep, me too. So, you know, at the top of this uh, card that we're discussing... You said 18 matches. Right. There's actually 19. Is one of them d- doubled in, though? Sorry? Is, is there a duplicate somewhere? No, there's actually 19 matches. We've got SmackDown tag team title match. Yes. We have the Usos versus The Bar versus Alistair Black and Ricochet for... S- some random reason and the final team was who was it again? Is it Gals and Anderson? No, it is Rusev and Nakamura. Oh, so it is yep, Rusev and Nakamura. Uh, go for oh, Usos win. I mean, I don't even know why Rusev and Nakamura are in this match. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just not a threat, not a legit tag team, nothing. Um, That's another one where their conception made no sense whatsoever. No, none whatsoever. Um, I'm going to go the Usos, although I can actually see Alistair Black and Ricochet winning the title. See, I do have some things to say about those chaps. Name about who? Off the top of your head. Name... About who, sorry? Uh, Black O'Shea. Right. Off the top of your head, name a call-up from NXT over the last couple of years who has had the TV time, the win-loss ratio, the chance to shine on both Raw and SmackDown and NXT, all three of them, in the space of a couple of months. Has there anyone? Has there been anyone who's had a more successful call-up over the last couple of years? Just in terms of overall perception. Well, Drew, Drew's initial call-up was fantastic until it kind of went until it stagnated a little mm-hmm. um, 
Harping back, even though he lost NXT title and stuff, would be KO. Like, but that was more so in terms of shock kind of impact and the, the quote, standard of matches having John Cena produced. Uh-huh. Um, I suppose Asuka for a while. For a while, yeah. Just it just feels as if these guys have been on a tear. See if they were if this was a pay to play, they would be. They could retire right now. They'd be loaded. It's near enough every Raw and Smackdown they've been on. Black was away a couple of weeks ago for his honeymoon with Zelina Vega. Which was random that they announced that. <laughs> um, it's just... I don't know. Like, obviously someone likes them for them to get so much TV time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're dynamic. They're frenetic. They're fast-paced. I think I think because of that we're going to see some tag titles for them. They'll be in two tag team title matches in three days. In fact, they'll have competed for all three tag team titles in the space of a week. Yep. They've got to win one of them, surely. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still going to go to shows to win. Okay, I'll go for Black O'Shea. That's a terrible name, but... It really is. I wish you'd stop calling him that. Well, I call them Ali... Uh, just call him Alistair Black and Ricochet. I'm trying to save syllables. No, you don't need to. Like, you really don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> you are so offended by that. Right, so we're now... We're more than halfway through this card. So next up... On... The WrestleMania card itself, I think this is by... The match I'm probably most excited for. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Oh... Give it to me. I think this could be... It's going to be so hard-hitting. Probably looking at about maybe... I don't know, about 15 minutes of in-ring action. Mm-hmm. More than enough time to put on a good match. I think this is a prime candidate for a curtain jerker. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, but I think... With that, the curtain jerker, what could they start off with? They could potentially start here. See that? Or they could start Joe and um, Mysterio or Joe and whoever. If they were to open the show, though, that would go against my pick because I think they'd want to start the show with a... Well, if they were to start the show with a, a feel-good moment, Roman Reigns back from uh, his cancer battle, his first solo singles pay-per-view match gets a victory, that would... Or they could go the women's tags, tag match or maybe the SmackDown tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, this match itself, I don't know why... It just appeals to be on many, many levels. You can say what you want about WWE lacking taste, lacking tact, but Drew McIntyre homing in on Roman Reigns being off sick is it's worked very well for this, and I'm really invested in this feud. It's only been a matter, it's a matter of weeks old, and it just feels like it's going to be one of those really personal, I'll batter you harder than you can batter me. Efforts. That's just what it's coming down to. That's just I'm a man, you're a man, and we're just going to fight. Um, and Drew's looked strong the last few weeks. He looks strong a lot over the last year. It's just a case of. I think you just had to get him away from the fucking Ziggler and Braun Strowman stuff. Uh huh. It kills off not through losses. It just kills off through not being used or he ends up paired up with Corbin and Lashley again 
but focus on Drew McIntyre being a singles guy and I'll give you my pick I'm going to go for Drew McIntyre because okay you've got the feel good moment of Roman coming back to win but this could be a big put over for Drew McIntyre if he wins this let's say for talking sake that Seth Rollins wins the title you've immediately got a credible threat in in, uh, Drew McIntyre I know they've wrestled recently but this is for more stakes get Drew McIntyre on a singles run with a with a big emphatic victory over Roman Reigns uh, and just watch him shine okay I slag his accent off every single week but he's got a he's got a, a presence about him definitely most definitely most definitely and I can actually see Roman losing as well I've actually gone Roman for Roman to win okay but not with any any great certainty uh, I made my pick I think that's that's a that's a real toss up kind of match um, and it could open the show really forward to it like you said the build has just been a couple of weeks old but it's already got a lot of people invested um, I think obviously Romy can can overcome the loss or, it, or the loss isn't going to be much of a detriment on how having a or having an effect on Roman as much as well on Drew. Uh-huh. So even if it sets Roman back a little bit, it's not that it's not that big of a loss. No, I wouldn't say so. But I'm still going to go Roman. Is is Extreme Rules around the corner? I think it's Money in the Bank that's next. Really? That's bizarre. Maybe. Because I could see a... a I mean, that could just be a guess, right enough for me. I would have loved to see Roman and Drew in a stairs match, to be honest with you. Let me, let me double check. Okay, see while you double check, I'd just like to... I've fallen out of love with WrestleMania over the last couple of years. Unnecessary padding out of the show with just nonsense segments, and especially the musical act. I've never understood the need for a musical act. Uh, fucking Elias no see right I get it I do get it but to use your own wrestler for the music act it gets someone on the card it's a spotlight moment okay he does my boxing but I'd rather see him than Flo Rida oh, most, I'd rather see him than some guy that was great or good 10 years ago uh-huh. on top of that Elias but prefer Elias doesn't exactly play the guitar very well Oh, see, back in NXT, he was shite on the guitar. <laughs> That's what probably makes it even funnier. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Money in the Bank after WrestleMania, then it's Extreme Rules in July. That's crazy. Yep. So, we've both gone with Roman? No, I've went for Drew Mack. Drew, I went Roman, right, okay. Right, moving on. Oh, you're going to like talking about this match. We have part-timer Triple H versus part-timer Batista in a no-holes-barred match with Triple H's career on the line. Triple H wins. Um, with it being a, a kind of, again, being a, a no-holes-barred match, you're going to get some some, some spots. Um, I, I may not be well, the most appropriate person to speak about Batista because um, I've always been such a Batista fan. 
So that's why I I fucking popped like hell when he came back a few weeks back. The segment was excellent. It was well done. The segment, the segment was excellent. Just simple do I have your attention. I watched that, like I said at the time, multiple times. And then this past week, Hunter kissed my ass. And that's it. I, but I suppose I do... If they're playing him as the heel, then I don't like him because you're saying, "Do I have your attention now?" And he's just been playing funny burgers, the funny burgers the whole time. And 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 it was all give me what I want, and then he finally did give him what he wants. Now he's like kiss my ass, and it's like case of what a mess. Pan- no, it's like for me, it came, for me, it was almost like keep pandering to me because I want this is what I want, and you keep giving me it. So keep kissing my ass to keep me here, or keep kissing my ass to give me whatever I want. Um, I thought it was great. Promo of the year so far. Oh. Not quite as good as Roman's This Is My Yard Now promo, but... Eh, end yourself, son. Promo of the year. What, Roman Roman Reigns, that was promo of the year. Listen. Johnny he Gag- stood in that ring for ten minutes, boo after boo, getting called an arsehole, getting called this and that. Then just said, "This is my yard." Dropped the mic and walked away and laughed at everyone. I'm, well, they all lost their shit. I'm talking about the Beastista one. Johnny Gargano's promo last week was better than about forty promos I've seen over the last couple of years. Yes, but did Johnny Gargano manage to get himself a no holds barred match at WrestleMania against Triple H after attacking Ric Flair? No, he did not. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'd much rather see a two out of three falls match with Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Really? I wouldn't. I'd rather see two over the whole fifteen rows fight. <laughs> See, I'm genuinely uh, the the skip button will be pressed repeatedly for this match. No interest. No, it won't. But me, don't, I, don't. Yes, no. You you watch it. No, I won't. See if I want to watch a really good Triple H Batista match. I'll go back to the Hell in a Cell at Vengeance 2005. Don't do it. 90% of the people who are subscribers of the network are 90% of people on the internet who bitch and complain and say they're going to do something and then don't actually do it. Listen, although you never... know several of those people. I know. You know that you won't be able to prove it, but I won't watch it. I'll watch Triple H versus Batista from 2005 because see that promo, see that during that flipping segment, it says... He pointed at the camera and looked at footage from 14 years ago. Batista is going to be gassed after about five seconds. Match fit, ring, wrestling, in-ring fitness is a completely different kettle of fish than prancing about a Hollywood studio. And body paint. <laughs> Somebody's hot tonight. He's going to, this is going to be worse than Undertaker and Triple H in Australia. Don't be daft. Don't you be daft. At least Batista has the ability to walk. I, and then, and then he rips his breast apart with an Irish whip. That's fine. Dude's ripped. He's got a peg. At least he has a peg to rip. I'll rip him a new one if he does this. Let's be honest. You'll be doing nothing like that, and you will not be. And you'll continue subscribing to your network, and you will still watch Batista versus Triple H. Aye, from two thousand and five. No, you won't. Are you tell are you ordering me to watch this? Yes, for the benefit of the podcast, you will need to watch it. This is where you now break your news about next week. Oh I'm sure they know by now. Nah, probably maybe no, remember last week it didn't get recorded, so Aye, uh, well just to confirm, um I'm going on holiday with my family down to the down to Essex uh, to see the in laws next week and I go on Saturday morning so I won't 
uh, I won't be able to see Takeover and WrestleMania until a further a further confirmed date. But I won't be here for the podcast next week, so you'll be not stuck. That would have been awful of me. You'll be blessed to have Ricky host the show for you next week with some positivity about some Triple H and Batista matches. And he might, or might not, have a guest or two or 14 on the show. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the, um, the guest thing, I, I'm still trying to figure out. I know I've spoken to Rance to record. I'm going to, I spoke to Jeremy and I run, pa- I run it past Jeremy before I, I said the okay to Rance that we were going to do like uh, a recording of Outsiders at Edge and Ricky and Clive together and it was going to run on both our network and their network. All right. But I'm away leaving at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday as well myself, just um, me, the wife and the, the two boys are actually going up north for a couple of days. Um, so we're leaving, like I said, at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I know if I do the podcast with the Outsiders Edge guys, I'm probably not going to get in bed till about 4 o'clock in the morning. I have a proposition for you. Yep. I could just keep this for off the off air because it's pretty boring. No, it's fine. I'll just tie in with your jokes. <sighs> <laughs> do you know? Do you want to know something funny? You'll laugh at this one. Uh, I said to my wife earlier, I haven't got a joke for tonight. And she said, "Why don't you Google bad wrestling jokes?" Oh. And she said, "Maybe your maybe your show will be up there." That was a bum. Oh well, fair play though. Mm-hmm. Oh, that oh, was well. totally deserved. We should get Mrs. Clive on to tell us a joke because that was quite funny. It wasn't a joke; it was a put down. I know, but it was quite. It was quite a funny put down. Um, what were we talking about? Um, a loving put down. That's what she said there. I didn't hear her. A loving put down. Yes. What were we talking about? WrestleMania? Is that what you said there? No, so we're talking about um, the WrestleMania review Aye, right. podcast. Why don't you? This is just for you, and we can get some input from our listeners. Why am I telling people about this? Why don't you record on either Monday or Tuesday night? Just talk about WrestleMania, and when I'm back the week after, we can talk about any superstar shakeups, all that stuff. We could do. I'll decide and we'll see. But, any, but like I said, even the following week, I'll still be wanting to get your thoughts on WrestleMania and your thoughts on the call-ups and stuff. So, okay. you know, um, I'll, dis- I'll need to decide towards the end of the week or the start of next week what I'm going to do and then figure out how the hell I'm going to go about recording it as well. I have faith in you. I put up some brilliant desk instructions for you on Google Docs. I, I also have faith in myself as well. Oh, did you have to interrupt me to tell me that? Yeah. Right. I have faith. I have faith myself to produce produce the show, to record the show, to upload it, and I also have faith in myself to read your desk instructions clearly. Yeah. Uh, and your desk instructions—they were absolutely perfect. Oh, really? Thanks. And obviously, I wasn't paying attention enough because you sent a couple of other links to me. I just completely disregarded <laughs> the tons that I actually needed to look at. Uh huh. But, no, we'll figure it out next week. We'll figure it out next week. But anyway. There's not 19 uh, random aside. The Women's Battle Royal has been entered into this Google Doc twice, so there is a duplicate. Oh, really? 
Uh, yes, yeah, so that was some in, that was a uh, some that was a basically a Ricky and Clive ma- staff meeting there, live on air. We've, <laughs> sure. we've had it all tonight. We had Joshua from Keeping It Strong Style gate crashing. That was hilarious. <laughs> we've had staff meetings. We've had um, loving put downs. We've had a, a little mini fight. We've had some French. Yep. We had a fight. We had a. What else have we had? Do you know that's a couple of times we have argued over Triple H and Batista? I know. I think that's like the third time ever we've argued on a podcast. Uh, Just to wait until you tune in next week, what I've got to say about you. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. Let's move on. So, oh, sorry, who was your pick between Triple H and Batista? Oh, oh shit. Uh, Triple H. I'm the same. I genuinely cared so little I forgot what I picked. So we have four matches to go. Maybe they could put Triple H's um what do you call it? His I'm in the mood for wrestling at WrestleMania leather jacket match on the line. Anyway. <laughs> Did you pick Triple H? Yes. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Oh my god almighty. Go on. What was that all about on Monday night? What, the main event? The go-home segment before... It should, have, it should have just ended with the women. Oh, oh we'll t- we will talk about that. Oh, most definitely. But this... Okay, Baron Corbin's a great heel because he works the marks and stuff. That was unwatchable that was dreadful on Monday night and, and I get where people come from when they talk about Baron Corbin like that, how he works their fans and etc etc but that can't be your go home segment no it just can't it really cannot because you saw what the go home on the go home show Smackdown last night what the final segment was the most important match on that brand so one of two, it must have been, it had to have been the women or it had to be Seth and Brock. One of them had to have closed the show. Mm-hmm. But no, you've got Angle who can't move. Sometimes, I mean, you gave a lot of credit to Baron Corbin a couple of weeks ago for the Shield match. We know he can go. I just, I don't get how you want to have a really boring match to entertain the fans in the last segment before you go home. What? You know what they should have done? Entitled Hats coming on again. Kurt Angle, farewell presentation at WrestleMania, and then Baron Corbin comes down in the segment. Because see that see that video they had of Kurt Angle? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, had a wee bit of Chris Benoit in the footage. Don't know if you noticed that. Uh, aye, the moonsault off the cage. Oh, right. I thought, oh, forgot to pixelate that there. The. Kurt Angle was in tears and I found a couple of my eyes had glossed over a wee bit not glossed over that's the Baron Corbin match they, they, glazed, <laughs> they glazed over because Kurt Angle is my bae he's my goat uh, and it's absolutely tragic to see his downfall he couldn't take a one of the most basic moves in wrestling a suplex last week as a result he does look hurt because he couldn't wrestle the match with AJ for long 
He had a couple of Olympic slams this week. He had that Olympic slam on Randy Orton as well. It's just... It's it sad say- to see, and you know, like I'm happy enough just that he knows it's time to go. Even though it was it was time to go a while ago, but at least he's not going to be one of these guys you're now going to see again. I don't think in a few years' time. I think he'd realise he's, he's done. Um, and, and yeah, I can. People now say, well, the Corbin match now looks like he's actually going to be in there with like a guy who's not going to put much much risk in. You know it, that. Quote-unquote boring style, whatever Corbin has, if that's actually going to suit Kurt a little bit better now, he'll be able to look after him a little bit more. But I don't think we're getting Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. I say that from the very, very moment this match was announced. Rusev. <laughs> yep, Rusev. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is Corbin comes out, Kurt comes out, and I think Corbin gets on the mic and starts cutting a promo or running his mouth, at which point I think Cena comes down. Cena comes down, cuts a little promo. Bang, Olympic slam, bang, FU, tosses Corbin out of the ring, and Cena basically extends his hand saying, it would be my honour to take you on your last ever match, and I think we get Kurt versus Cena. Whoever Kurt Angle faces, he's losing. So if you want to put... My, my official pick, I'm just going to go ahead and do it, my official pick is John Cena wins that match. Okay. I've got picking someone, picking, picking someone who's not in a match has kind of become my forte here. Uh huh. So, I've went for Corbin. No, it's annoying. Corbin can still be an effective heel, but wrestle more dynamic matches. Don't know if you remember the chairs match he had with Kalisto. Yep. Excellent match. Um, as you say, the Shield match a couple of weeks ago was not bad. He does have his moments. But and, and he's got two of the fucking very best moves around. I know, but that is not how you end the last Raw before Mania. Sorry. No, I, I agree. I agree completely. And look what's happened. Mysterio's injured. I'm not. I mean, that's not a direct. Oh no, no. I'm not blaming Corbin for that. It was just unnecessary. The match was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, dreadful. So, so we both well, we've. Both say Kurt's losing. I think Kurt definitely is losing. We all know that. But I've went Cena and you've went Corbin. Corbin deserves one bit of credit for that Mania poster that he's put on Twitter saying it'll be an unprecedented eight-star match. (laughs) Right, so now we're down to the final three. Oh. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. This has had the least build and I don't need to tell you why. Yeah, exactly. We know why. We know why. Not going to get into that. I'm already a bit hot just now. I want to end on a positive note. However, I'm unsure as to who will win. I think there might be a sacrifice if one of the big three matches. Um, Brock Lesnar is like a cockroach. No matter what you throw at him, he's always going to get back up. So, I'm going to I'm going to toss a coin for this one and this will be my official prediction right okay so heads heads for Rollins tails for Lesnar and I'm using a a great British two pound coin a nice weighty number for you all you ready see if you can hear the ping didn't hear anything at all tails Brock Lesnar I agree I'm going Brock I just don't. I just can't see Seth 
Becky and Kofi all winning. I just can't. I think Brock retains. And I'm a Brock mark now, as you know. Yeah. I think it'll be a good match. I just, yeah, I just can't see how Seth wins. Because at the end of the day, like, we've been taught kayfabe-wise that only two men have been capable of beating Brock for the title, so I just don't, there's nothing to suggest that Seth's going to win in my mind. It's nothing that we've been told, I don't think. Um, My only wild card would be that Dean Ambrose comes down and helps him. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, The wild card that Seth threw into the mix was the low blow. Something he can't do in the match because it's, yep. it has traditional rules. So Seth Rollins likes to have a plan in mind. Does does he use this as a mind game, or is, does it? I don't know. Does he have something else in mind apart from a low blow? So it's possible. It is possible. I've said many times. I've said my piece on Brock Lesnar. I'm not going to go into it tonight. I want Seth to win. Um. I've, my coin landed on tails, so I'm going for Brock Lesnar, and that will be my official pick for the the Rab Ropes Invitational pick as well. Okay. Yeah, I went Brock as well. Good luck, Seth. So moving on, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. For the WWE World Title, that's how you end a go home show. <laughs> yes, it is by breaking Michael Cole's fingers as you throw the clipboard at him. Like awesome, Daniel Bryan is a heel. It's fucking awesome the way he sees the way he just sits on a chair like a fucking boss. Aye, leaning all the way back. Kofi's winning. Oh aye. My only question I present to you now is. Should this match be the one that closes WrestleMania? Well, is that not a mute point now? It is, it is, but I'm saying, what do you think? Do you think it should be the one that closes WrestleMania? <sighs> no, I would put it second last. I got in, I put my Tuppenworth in just once or twice in a Twitter exchange between a couple of the Lords of Pain guys about what the match order should be. I would stack the last hour and a half, two hours with these last three matches. Universal title, WWE title, and the women's title. The one of the gripes I've had with the WrestleManias, and it was actually quite common over the all of 2018, was the pay per view started excellently, really well, and then it just tapered off, and some really crazy booking decisions, and sometimes the main event was just a disaster. And I felt that was the case of a, a cup, a good chunk of the most recent WrestleManias. So change it up; you've got plenty. I may not agree with some of these matches, but you have got plenty of matches on this card that you could fill the start of the show up with. You've got high stakes in the Miz Shane, Triple H, um, Batista. A couple of tag matches you can start the show with as well. Loads, There's loads there. Plenty. So, for me, in order to engage my interest and not get angry, Fill the show with the, the best of the best, the most important matches going in. Kofi, Daniel, main event, the show closer. 
I would I wouldn't say I'm against it at all. I just think the other one <laughs> it's because it's not the main event officially, I've not really got an opinion on it anymore. I'm not going to second guess it or say, you know, it should be this, it should be that. It's happening. I would put it as second main event though. Keep the feel good factor going for the last hour and a half of WrestleMania. Yeah. I didn't really answer your question. I there. feel yeah, I feel like this one's got that little bit more momentum heading into WrestleMania. And it had built that momentum over the last few weeks. Um like I say, I the women closing, I, I was a big fan of that and I still am and I believed it for a long time that it would eventually happen and it's happening. So yeah, and, and to touch on your point, I would most definitely do that. I'd keep these three for the la- these three matches as the last three on a card. If you wanted to break it up slightly what you could do is between the second, last, and last match, you could maybe have Alexa Bliss come out with a cut wee promo or Elias come out and do something, or just some sort of wee backstage thing, just to break up slightly. Uh-huh. Um, I agree. I'm going Kofi Kingston to win. Um, it's going to be a great match. It's just going to be such a great, great moment. Oh, I, um, I, I may be reduced to tears with this one. Uh, and, and you know there was a, I saw someone on Twitter earlier on it was that shot of Kofi Kingston sitting at the Elimination Chamber with Biggie and Xavier either side of him and the shot was them with Kofi's head down and it was a Wrestlemania sign in the background and we are like that is great foreshadowing that's just great storyline uh-huh. the arc of this story has been sensational like oh, yes. at no point did we think this was a realistic thing that was going to happen and it's happened before our very eyes it's been excellent um, uh, I don't yeah. want I don't want to take anything at all away from Kofi but this match wouldn't be as emotional as it is without Daniel Bryan's work oh definitely and Biggie and um, oh I and Xavier Woods of course um, but the, 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 in, in, in the the ref the subtle and not so subtle references to to the racial tone, undertone of the entire story and the racial tone of who the, these guys are, of Xavier, Biggie and Kofi. Oh, it strikes like, a chord. You know, um, they've made references to it, indirect and direct, uh, less so, more so indirect references to it, with even with Byron Saxon coming on saying people like us need to work twice as hard to get um, half as far. Uh-huh. And we all know what he what he meant by that. Um, so you know, like you say, that's also going to be like a, a big, big moment. I think it will be a great moment. I just I want to point out personally, personal opinion, the main event scene of SmackDown has been the best run show, the best run division on the main roster since Daniel Bryan became the champion. He's been his his heel turn was one of the best booking decisions I've seen in a long time because this guy was getting I won't it's not even a case if he was getting cheered he came back from end his career being ended and all that Pe- people despise Brian right now and they've embraced yep. they've embraced the kayfabe of it all they've put aside the fact that he's this unbelievable wrestler who could out wrestle anyone he could probably out wrestle Brock Lesnar if it if it was a shoot fight one of those ones. Um, and people despise him and as a result the the sort of white meat baby faces of the sort of true heroic baby faces of Smackdown Live have really prospered as a result 
and it's made a lot of them look so strong and that wouldn't have happened without having such an antagonist as Daniel Bryan so major major kudos to Bryan for this but Kofi's brought it Kofi has brought it every week gauntlet matches segments promos this is this is real Ricky and, and, and to touch on Daniel Bryan like just uh, just sit back and and appreciate just how difficult it must have been for him to get everyone to boo him because he was universally loved and almost like that he was universally hated yeah. It, it was seamless so you know like you say he deserves massive credit for that he's played such a big part in this um, yeah man I'm going with Kofi to win and it's going to be like a real big time feel good moment a real celebratory type moment definitely Kofi for the win Kofi mania yep and we move on to the match that will close WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey and as announced by Stephanie this past week on Raw it is now for both titles she said they're going to unify titles didn't she? No, it was just winner takes all. Winner takes all, right. So I think that's what probably it's going to ultimately lead to anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, Rance mentioned in our group that the rumour says that with SmackDown going to three hours at that final hour or the first hour or whatever could be the women's mm-hmm. part of the show which I'm all on board for because we, we, we spoke about that on this podcast where we said me and you that we want, would love the women to have their own show but as long as it's not treated like 205 because Aye. or even that's just an t- afterthought yeah even just tucked away on the network in general yeah wouldn't like that one of them you want to showcase them as much as you can so there we go it's going to be Becky Lynch that's going to be the closing image of WrestleMania 35 is Becky Lynch holding both titles in the air. Yep. See when... If I see one more tweet from anyone that Charlotte Flair is... Uh, what's the word? Shoehorned. Shoehorned into stuff. Charlotte Flair gets everything. I hope you shut your mouth the second that Becky raises both titles on Sunday because she'll have beaten Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair after eight months of just burying everything in sight. She decimated Charlotte. She decimated from, Charlotte. From, from the end of that SummerSlam match up until pretty much now, almost on a weekly basis, she would destroy Charlotte. Even when Charlotte was the face and Becky was a quote-unquote supposed heel, Becky, almost on a weekly basis, would leave Charlotte lying in the middle of the ring. Um... Nope. So no, and that's right. nonsense. Don't 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 have me that bullshit that Charlotte's forced on us or whatever. Nobody. You, you can't. No, you. It's ridiculous. It's, it's for me. It's just flat out ridiculous. You, Becky Lynch would not be where she is right now if it was not for Charlotte. Nobody has been booked this strongly. Nobody has been. I wouldn't say over pushed. Nobody has been pushed like this since John Cena in the late two thousands. This has been. It is, uh, it is, it's a real strong, significant push that Becky's got. It's a campaign. She, remember, she entered a match in the Royal Rumble that she was not supposed to be in. Yeah, this is all... This is... So, Charlotte, okay, she's had all those title reigns, but she's not going to be the double champ. She's not going to be... Champ, be, champ. She's not going to be able to boast beating 
Rhonda and Charlotte in the same night, uh, Becky yep. in the same night. That's Becky. She's getting it all. She has been pushed to the moon and she'll go further than that. So Becky to win, I'd, I would chuckle heartily if either of the other two won. Uh, but this is going to be Becky's night. Yeah, man, and, and being recognised as champ champ is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. A big thing. That hard, that closing image of her having both titles, that that right there puts... If that doesn't get people to shut up, nothing will. Yep. That that has to put an end to any nonsense about Charlotte being overpushed or them not giving us what we want, blah, 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 blah. I mean, let's be honest about it, in like three of the top matches you're kind of getting what you're wanting we've gotten Kofi in one we've got Becky potential of winning both titles and we've got Seth in the other one yep like you know so yeah I'm going Becky to win Um, I hope it's Ronda she pins or makes tap it or she taps out that's why I think this Ronda calling wrestling fake was added in because she, Becky will be able to say, "Is it fake now?" Um, I really hope it is, because then you just know Charlotte's going to get a look at that. She was added just because she could take the pin, but I, I'm hoping it is Ronda. And then, because then you could still go with Becky and Charlotte if you wanted to. You know, some people might want a break from that, but you still could because Charlotte could be like, "I was never fucking pinned," so mm-hmm. you could run those two for another month or so. Yeah. Um. And speaking of Charlotte, that knee she delivered to Ronda on Monday night was excellent. Oh, it was unbelievable. Oh, that segment was on steroids. That was for me. It was a little over the top. Oh, give me it all. I knew. I, I know it was over the top, but I was, it was over the top. But it was. It was still kind of fun. Fun to see. Um, that says the knee from Charlotte was just excellent. Oh. Um, but this is, and. We are now getting the culmination of a story that has been going on for what? About eight months? And this is the culmination of the Becky rise to the top. Uh-huh. That she gets to be part of the closing match of WrestleMania and she will be the image of WrestleMania 35. No matter what happens, it's going to be hard, it's going to be plastered all over the place because she's going to be in that main event, the closing closing match and that's the last thing, last thing you'll see of WrestleMania 35. Do you know what I'm actually looking forward to the most? One of the most is the, the hype video for that match. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to Charlotte's entrance as well. Yeah. Oh, like, see, we were talking about Kofi being the main event. Again, it's not a case of one should be, the women should get it over the men. I can understand why because You've got one woman who's got that mainstream appeal. You've got another woman who's the chosen one and done wonders for the the women's division for over four let me, years let me now. You, you've got that middle, that second woman you just named is the greatest woman female wrestler ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's a reason that the women have been doing so well and Charlotte has been at the centre of that, whether you want to accept it or not. And Becky has had the best eight months of many wrestlers' careers. Not just female. Not just female, no. So she, she, like we said, she's she has laid waste to the the best female wrestler in the world, in my, my opinion, time and time again. She walked into Raw, and that moment 
people, I know a lot of people talk about her standing in the crowd, mouthing off and arms out with the blood coming from her nose. It's like this iconic Stone Cold Steve Austin image. For me, the image or the moment of that, that night was her music hitting and her swaggering down to the ring all on her own. And that was, that image for me, that moment I felt was more iconic or bigger than standing in the crowd with, with blood on her nose. I just, I just I, as soon as I saw that moment, I was like, oh, she's fucking real, she's legit. Um, I think the most iconic moment for me was the leg drop off the ladder at Evolution. Evolution, I was, yeah. That was stunning. She's, she's, she's had a lot, and, and it might come across that we bash Becky. We absolutely love Becky, the pair of us. What we get pissed off about is the notion that she isn't pushed or they don't want her there or Charlotte's been shoehorned or Charlotte's overpushed or this and that. Like that it's the what we get annoyed about is the non stop shit other people talk. Uh huh. It's the fact that people think that she's untouchable when she does have flaws in her promos. Um she does have botches in matches just like everyone else. She's not she's not perfect, but people seem to think she is and it gets a bit grating when it takes two, sometimes three, to tangle. It's not, yeah. a, so, it's not a solo dance. Yeah, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, Becky watched a hell of a lot of Conor, Conor McGregor videos. Conor McGregor watched a hell of a lot of Finn Balor and Vince McMahon videos. And Conor McGregor's a wanker. Conor McGregor is a fucking wanker. Is that us? Um, I've just got one final question for you. Okay. Are you bothered about the length of WrestleMania, how long it will be on for? We're looking at potential seven, maybe eight hours. Um, not necessarily. I fall into that boat of not going to be able to see it within within immediate within immediacy anyway. So I knew that it would probably be stages that I'd be watching it and I'll be skipping one match in particular. <clears throat> yeah, the Buddy Murphy versus Tony match. Oh, I'll be watching that as soon as possible. As long as Caleb doesn't spoil the result for me. Spoil it, Caleb, or I will. Um, no, the, I, I, the time doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the the apparent need for pointless segments. Yeah, I've always maintained that. Like, she's rolling out the Hall of Famers, like, get that, get rid of that. Ten minute bring entrances. People, uh, te- bringing out um, random singles and stuff not get rid of that um, just cut some of those segments down by yeah. about two or three minutes and allocate those to the matches Yeah. Um, in terms of length of it no nah, it doesn't bother me because we advocate watch what the hell you want and don't watch it all no one's forcing you to watch it if you don't have an interest in something skip it go outside for ten minutes go to the toilet go put on something else and then come back to Wrestlemania you're not forced to sit and watch it. So if you sit and watch it all, and I'm putting this out there, if you sit and watch it all, and then bitch and complain about the time and how you had to watch this match, no one's fucking forcing you to sit and watch uh-huh. these matches. There'll be a lot of people so, who would happily... Lenford, I mean... Lenford, sorry, go on, you go. People are happy to sit and watch um, five-hour Wrestle Kingdoms. People are happy to watch... Um, I'm not picking a New Japan. It's just that they've they have the G1 climax, which is like a month long. But I think I think with that is that a lot of people say like, no, I can't comment too much on it. But it's like it's like quality wrestling from start to finish, and that's fine. Yes, it's, that's, it's all good. And I get it. Like I'm a fucking huge NFL fan, 
But NFL games last for three hours, and the actual game time, it's four 15-minute quarters, and it's like, why does this take three hours? Right. And I wish we could cut that down, but at the end of the day, just watch whatever you right. want. Just to stop pitching and complaining for once. It's not the length... It's not the length of the show that bothers me. It's what they do with the length of the show. Yep, yep. See if it was meaningless segments. See if it was seven hours of really good wrestling and really good stories, even the odd segment. Excellent. It's the Hall of Fame stuff. Florida. Remember Hogan, Austin, and Rock? Did they not have like a twenty-minute opening segment or something at WrestleMania? Mm. So, you know. You could cut all of that crap down. Yeah, cut the fat basically. But it's going to be it's it's going to be a long night, and and I mean that just in the sense that it's going to go on to like five a.m. over here, and like I say, at the start of the show, need to be waking up and be in work three hours later, which is going to be quite difficult. But you know, hey ho, hey ho, hey ho, medadio. So, Shall we move on to the quiz? Yep, uh, I will put in the music now. It's fucking quiz time! With Ricky and Clive and friends! A fucking WWE quiz! So it's my turn this week. And as you would guess, it's going to be a WrestleMania themed quiz. Let me bring up my notes, ladies and gentlemen. Right, so, I've got ten questions. They are all WrestleMania related. Are you ready? Yeah. Number one. What was significant about The Rock's victory over Steve Austin at WrestleMania 19? What was significant? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a couple of things that were significant, but... Well, give me them then, and I'll tell you if you're correct. Well, it was the first time he'd beaten Austin at WrestleMania. And that, 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 was, that was their last match together, so... And that was, was Austin's last lit match. So that was the... Only? The only? Yep. It was the only time. <laughs> that was it. Right, I'll give you the point. It was the only time he beat Austin. I mean, I did say that at the start. Well, you didn't exactly say it, so that's why I, I had said. To... I said it was the first time I beat him at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's not first what, and only, all right. It's not what I typed down. Okay. Number two, who holds victories over? Who holds WrestleMania victories over every member of Evolution? Just one person. Was it like their initial evolution? Yeah, the four guys. Flair, Batista. Taker. Correct. Number three. Who has went the longest in their career since, I believe, their first Mania match at WrestleMania 12? Who has went the longest without ever winning at WrestleMania? Now... To explain that a bit further, there have been... So who's, who's basically got the longest losing streak? Not necessarily by number of losing streak, because there might have been WrestleManias that they've missed, 
But who basically has lost when they've been at WrestleMania the longest? Shawn Michaels? Nope. Happy to give you a, a clue. Michaels won, beat Vince McMahon, remember? When? And Ric Flair. WrestleMania 12? No. The oh, fir- right, okay, right, right. Um, I'll give you a clue. There you go. Um, oh, how would I clue? How would I give you a clue to this? Right, the match was the WrestleMania 12 match was against Roddy Piper. Goldust. Correct. <laughs> I sounded very happy there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was a hard question, so. Uh, I'm glad we got over that. No, I remember, I remember a number of matches from WrestleMania 12. That mm. was the Iron Man match. Yep. That evidently I just watched the other night on Sky. Number four. Which wrestler has been in the most matches in the one night of WrestleMania? The most? Yep. I'll give you a clue. It was four matches in the one night. Racking your brains for this one. Four? Surely it must have been some sort of battle royal type match. Um, (laughs) This person is no longer with us. think of another clue Crash Ollie? No but that, uh, I like your thinking but it wasn't that Wrestlemania 4 That's when it took place? Yep That was Hogan Andre wasn't it? Uh huh Right, one more clue. Um, They finished their WWF career on commentary. Savage. Correct. Tournament? Yep. Right. Was it Ted DiBiase? Was he's... DiBiase... uh, I, can't, I had it in front of me a while ago, but I can't remember the others. Number five. Who defeated Molly Holly to earn the chance to shave Molly bald at WrestleMania 20? Um, 2004, Madison Square Garden. Victoria. Correct. Number six. Which two wrestlers have won both the world title and the IC title at WrestleMania? Not on the same night, just at separate occasions. Which two? 
Which two? Did you say? Oh, there's actually three. Daniel Bryan. Uh huh. I'll give you since I just remembered. I'll give you two. I'll give you the point if you get two. Seth? Yep, I'll give you it because I had two initially. Uh, the other one was Hazard, I guess. Um, Jericho? The answer was Bret Hart. Oh, I should know that. Number eight. No, number seven. What was the second last match at WrestleMania 32? <laughs> WrestleMania 32. So that was what? 20. So what's up? 35. So last year was 34. So 2016. Oh. Eh. Uh, shit hold on <laughs> that was 2016 I know 32 I, was Triple H versus Roman Reigns I know but I think I'm wrong what do you mean? it might be 33 so which one do you want to know? because the WrestleMania 32 the answer is 33 not 32 because 32 okay. was was Rock coming out uh huh Cena and taking on Eric Roman and giving him a, a rock bottom within like two seconds. Aye. So that's when that. Oh, I still remember the time how much cheers Bray got that night. I know. Oh, Bray. Uh, so num- WrestleMania 33. So that was timing. Taker Reigns that closed. Hmm. Was it the the women's match? Elaborate a bit more. The Smackdown Women's Match. Well done. Correct answer. The six pack. Was it Naomi Bennett? Yes. Did she? Yes. After she came back from injury. So, so far you yep. have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Number eight. What was the longest match at Mania 31? 18 minutes and 26 seconds, I believe. Fucking hell, was that it? <laughs> WrestleMania 30. I, I know uh, there were a lot of shorter matches that night. So 31 was Thingy's cash in. Seth's cash in. What a moment that was. Uh, it's two. It's one of two, and it's pure stupid matches. Well, I think the Roman and Roman and Brock one went on for about somewhere between 15 16. Do you know what? I'm going to give props to Caleb for this because I feel I have a feeling he might have said this not long ago or at some point or someone did anyway. But it was Triple H and Sting. Correct answer. Well done. Very well done. Because was Big Show not involved in a pretty long match as well? Uh, the Battle I just Royal. I just can't remember who he was facing, though. No. It was a Battle Royal, yeah. Was he a Battle Royal? 
Uh, yep, uh, that was a few seconds shorter. <gasps> was that the year you won it? No, that was the year that Baron Corbin won it. Oh, right. He was the first ever. Uh, was he the first ever? Cesaro was the first ever. Oh, sh- was he? You sure? Uh huh. Sure he wasn't sure? Show was the next year. Alright. Number nine. Who did Chris Jericho face in the opening match of WrestleMania 17 for the Intercontinental Championship? Do you know, I've not seen WrestleMania 17 for a long time. What year was 17? 01. So that was Rock Austin? Rock Austin. Triple H Taker. TLC 2. Shane Vince. Chris, Chris Jericho versus. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, I'll hazard. What, do you want a clue? No. Was it Blackpool's finest? Yes, it was. Billy Regal, King Billy himself. Don't say, don't say that. Number 10. Oh, this is where we should have a John Ross doing his William Regal impression. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Name seven participants from the fatal 14 way women's title match at Mania 30. It was a Vicky Guerrero invitational. Name seven many, of them. How many women? Fourteen. One four. You want me to name all fourteen? I want you to name seven of them. By the way, speaking of multi, what the fuck was that eighteen multi-person match all about in SmackDown? Dreadful. That's what it was. Eighteen people. Do you know? I know it's a PG show, but when you've got Otis Dotovich looking at hot women and shouting "I'm coming," <laughs> that is um, questionable. <laughs> Questionable to say the least. Right. Think about that. He's just standing there shouting, I'm coming. It's ridiculous. Right, so this was for the Divas title. Yep. AJ. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right, that's one. Natalia. Two. Surely Nikki Bella. Three. How many guesses do I get? I'll give you eleven. Must be Brie Bella then. Four. I wonder if Paige was in it. I'll I'll say no. I won't give you that guess because she came up the night the night after. Alright, okay. But I, I won't take that as a guess. Emma. Five. Eva Marie. Six. Summer Ray. Seven. Thanks. Monica Geller. Seven. Seven. <laughs> Other contestants were Cameron. Tamina. Tamina, Naomi, and Rosa Mendez. And. I don't think I don't Rosa Mendez. Alicia Fox. Foxy. Oh, but I don't think I'd have got a guest her. Um, 
and Axana. Definitely would have. I think that's a typo. I've never heard of this person. <laughs> right. That concludes the WrestleMania preview and prediction show. You want to do the plugs and stuff? I may as well, since I was hosting. Yep. So that's us, folks. <laughs> WrestleMania preview and NXT preview. Um, <laughs> hopefully, listen, man, just, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Pick and choose whatever you want to enjoy. Um, if someone likes something you don't like, don't don't bash them. It's 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 subjective. We all like different things. Just just enjoy. Um, once again, folks, if you're in the New York area, go to the original Hooters where the Social Suplex Gang are having our WrestleMania watch party slash live podcast. Please interact with them. If you're going to be there, go. If you know anyone that's go, going to be in the New York area but doesn't have WrestleMania tickets, please encourage them to go as well. Um, you can catch the rest of the shows on the network and, they, and those are Keeping It Strong style with Jeremy and Josh aka J&J Security Rich and James over at One Ration Radio all four of, all four of them are in New York <clears throat> All Things Elite you can also get the newest podcast on the network, and that is courtesy of Mr. James Boyd. It is NXT, then, now, forever. Um, you can catch Ricky, us and Ricky and Clive on Twitter. We no longer have Facebook. Fuck Facebook. We've barely used it. Um, you can also go on the Social Suplexes Facebook group, which is <clears throat> the Wrestling Squared Circle. Also, folks, we have T-shirts. Please buy our merch. You can buy your own Ricky and Clive wrestling t-shirt or you can buy the social suplex t-shirt we also have a one nation radio and a keeping it strong style t-shirt as well you can get that on pro wrestling tees and like we say I'm, I'm either going to be riding solo next week or I'm going to try and get someone in I'll figure it out Clive you're not going to hear from Clive for a couple of weeks um, and I don't have anything more to plug other than the fact that yep I do um, shout out to Outsiders Edge we recorded a, a quiz with Kyle and Rance earlier this week, which we'll be releasing in a couple of weeks' time. Shout out to Rab Ropes, good guy. He'll be coming on the podcast as well soon. And shout out to Darren, um, who and download Why We Watch Pod. He will also be coming on at the same time as uh, Rab Ropes. So we have two more rounds of our quiz before moving on to the semi-finals, and they'll hopefully be out in the next sort of six to eight weeks we hope a shout out to Muzza on Twitter ah definitely he enjoys the banter ah, so it's because he's Scottish as well so Aye. we don't need to we don't need to like we can just say it you know like Aye. we all kind of share the same banter because we're all from the same area of some kind of near one another he's an heir that's just down the road really mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things it really is Eh. Uh, what was I going to say? There's a, a group, a cowboy convention that's been held on the same weekend as this weekend. And it's a big deal. It's going to be over a few nights. There's an access event. It's, go, it's going to be called... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. It's going to be called Lasso Mania. Folks, one more thing. See you next week. You won't need to listen to any of these shit jokes because I will not be telling you any kind of joke. That was that was bad. You should have just told the joke from last week. 
Do you want me to tell that joke from last week? Go ahead. Thanks. So, Kyrie's saying she's got a big match this Saturday, Friday in the Fatal 4-Way. She knows that Vince McMahon will be watching, so she's going to tone down the pirate gimmick. She doesn't want him to see that just nasty, oh, horrible gimmick that she's got going on with the pirate. So she'll tone it down. But regardless of the outcome this Friday, she will definitely be going back to full sail. Enjoy WrestleMania and take over, folks. Take care. Night, hopefully night. You see, hopefully, hopefully you'll hear from me next week. Night, night, your shower. Night, 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 your shower of roasters. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.